Hello, my name is Jim Putman, and uh, I'm the senior pastor at Real Life Ministries here in Post Falls, Idaho. And this podcast is called, What Does the Bible Say About? And uh, uh, normally Lance Wigdon is in this role, and he's on vacation, and I was on vacation before, so we've been done, uh, been been uh, kind of off for a few weeks, but I get the chance to be here with Santa Yinger, hey. who uh, has been on staff with us for many years, dear friend, um, been involved in our women's ministry. Now she's uh, involved in our mental health ministry. And, uh, and so the subject matter today, I think really lends to what Santa does as a part of her role here at Real Life. Um, we're, we're actually in a sermon series uh, called uh, the I Am series, and we're going through the book of John and looking at all the statements that Jesus made uh, about who he was. And this week, we're in a series, uh, we're, we're diving into the passage in John chapter 14, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Now, this is uh, in addition to what we'll be speaking about on Sunday. So I get the chance uh, here to talk about things that, you know, I couldn't get into the sermon in the amount of time I had. 35 minutes is not long enough. I never do 35 minutes, and that's the big joke. It's, yeah. <laughs> so 42 minutes isn't long enough, uh, and I'm told that often. You know, um, in this passage, Jesus is making the point that uh, the only way to the Father is through Christ. Uh, Jesus is the way to the Father, to salvation, restored relationship with God. He is the truth, mm -hmm. and He is the life. Yeah. And um, when He says that He is the way to the Father and He is the truth, uh, what does He mean by that? He means that He created the world. He uh, Truth is that which corresponds to reality. Yeah. He, he is the bedrock, the foundation of of the world of moral standards he holds the world together as the scripture says and he dictates spiritual truth physical reality truth he is if he says that it's true the truth is based on him there is objective truth and yes there's subjective truth what ice cream do you like but there is objective truth yeah i like that how he says that truth is a reflection of reality and he says when you follow me i am the way and the way to live life, I am the truth. I am what is real reality. Yeah. And I think that often we live in a world that where what is reality and what is real is up for grabs yeah. and subjective and, and also maybe even on a sliding scale. Uh, that you know, often you hear, my truth is my truth and your truth is your truth. And Jesus comes and says, no, I am truth. Yeah. And my perspective is what is real and what is reality is to be shaped around. Right. Now, if you don't have a relationship with the Father, you're separated from God. There's a hole in you that only God can fill. Jesus is the way to restore that. He's the one who tells us truth. And then he says, I am the life. Jesus said in John 10 that uh, he's the good shepherd, and he, he comes to give us life to the life to the full, but there is a thief and a liar who comes in from some other way, over the top of the sheep pen or... You know, he doesn't come through the gate through Jesus, and he's a thief and a liar. He's a John eight says he's the liar and the father of lies. He's a murderer, and so when you're talking about Jesus's truth, when you when you don't accept that, you build your life around the world's version, the devil's version, even your own version, 
It doesn't lead to life. Oh, that's true. It doesn't lead to life. And not, it leads to a, an existence, but not the life that God intended. And God's desire is to restore for us what was taken, what we gave away, what the enemy took. And he wants to give us a life. And in heaven, there's going to be eternal life, where it's the way it was intended to be. But even now, he gives us the Holy Spirit, who does a work in us and starts to restore us, right? When it comes to the mental health crisis that we're dealing with, it's oftentimes there because they don't have a relationship with God. There's, a, there's something missing in their life. Because they don't have a relationship with God, they, they aren't living by the truth of reality. So they're at the mercy of the enemy. There's even people who do have a relationship with God, but they haven't um, accepted the truth from God's perspective. They lean on their own understanding. Proverbs 3 says, we trust in the Lord with our whole heart. We lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways we acknowledge him and he'll make our path straight. When you don't live um, according to the truth and you live in some made-up version, you are at the mercy of a lot of things. So if you're not Christian, you're missing something completely. You're not living by spiritual reality, even though you may live by some physical reality which God upholds and built. You're not living by spiritual reality. As a new believer or a believer who um, forgets, sometimes we fall into not living by the, the truth, the reality of, that Jesus reveals to us about ourselves, about others, about the world. And we can end up in this place of fear, anxiety, um, disillusionment, disappointment. Yeah. That's where mental health comes into this whole play. Yeah, I think that one of the things for us to remember is that every single one of us has mental health. Right. Just like every single one of us has a physical health. Every one of us has a mental health to manage. And I think that sometimes we haven't thought about how am I managing my mental health. Yeah. And so that we just start to function. Um, and we go into maybe a little bit rote routine and we don't really even think about what we are thinking about. So here's the thing about our brains. Our brains are so, God made our brains so amazing that they are wired to become efficient. So whatever you think about often and you think about most, your brain begins to create a neural pathway that as soon as you start to think that thought, you don't have to think the full thought. My brain, your brain goes, oh, I know how this goes. And so it efficiently wires um, so that if you've been anxious about something and you start to think about how you've been fear that was anxiety or a little bit of anxiety or you're uncertain or that and you continue to think that often then your brain thinks that's what truth is and it just begins to wire and go that way yeah adding to this you know when the Bible, the Bible says that when we fell as a human race our wiring, everything started to come apart. And so we start with broken thoughts and or broke soft places, you know, weak places. And then the enemy comes in, the culture comes in, maybe we experience something or we just have thoughts and it or starts even to... traditions. Yeah. Even, we don't even, haven't thought about what the way that we see or understand or perceive things. Yeah. We haven't lined them up to, well, what does God think about this? We just go... Here's what my family yeah. did. Here, here, here's the way I've always thought it should be. Right. And so as we start to have these thoughts and we give in to them, they get stronger. They become habits. They become the way we think. And then those false things that we believe in impact what we strive after. It, it, they impact our relationships. They, we take them with us. And part of abiding in Christ 
is we have to accept that our way is broken. We are fallen short of the glory. We've all sinned, and our brain has desires and attractions and ideas that are unbiblical. But they're rooted in there. I mean, it's they're not easy to get rid of. They are not easy to get rid of. And so then we start to abide in the Word. We study the Word. We start to spend time with Jesus. And then that leads to a battle between our old way of thinking, the culture, the lies, and the Spirit of God. And the problem is, is that if we don't abide, we don't fight those thoughts, we feed those thoughts or we let them go where they go, it starts to change our life. And, and when you don't live according to God's plan for your life, you know, every rule he ever made was for our good. If you decide to be sexual outside of marriage, if you decide to give into that lifestyle, it impacts you, your body, your mind, it impacts another person, it builds a relationship on the wrong things. It, it, it's like two strikes against that relationship already. Yeah. And then as we continue to go down that road, um, sex becomes a thing. A, a pleasure becomes the purpose. Yeah. You know, uh, at, you know, I can't trust you because who knows? You know, you're going to cheat on me. I'm going to cheat on you. Kids are born into this. It creates all kinds of issues. The rules were meant for your good. We we saw something, lived something out that impacted us. The more I feed that monster, the louder it gets. The more it controls my mind. And now there's a war on by the Spirit of God abiding that, that starts to grow your relationship with God and you start feeding the Spirit of God here and, and then the, the energy you were feeding this with starts to dwindle and God, there's this war going in and you're accepting God's truth rather than what you feel and now this this starts to shrivel up because it's not being fed you know and this starts to grow now they're still there there are times where if you step back what what happens over here this starts, you know, and then there's this battle, and it, you know, as you feed the, the right things and the right behaviors and the, and the right ideas, my identity is in Christ, not in that I wasn't good at football, and everybody wants me to be good at football. They, that's what everybody celebrates. I'm not good at football, so I'm nothing. No, your identity is in Christ, and truth is what happens in eternity. As you feed that, you surround yourself with that, you still have conflict. You still have conflict, and you still have challenge. But I think, you know, in, in Romans 5, in Romans 8, it actually says is that um, the mind that is controlled by the spirit is life, but the mind that is controlled by death, or controlled by the flesh, by, by the flesh is death. And uh, I remember hearing once an illustration of um, this guy said, I know which dog, I have a black dog and I have a white dog, and I know which dog to bet, bet on. And, the, and a friend asked him, he says, which dog do you bet on? How do you know which dog to bet on? He said, I bet on the one that I fed. And so mm -hmm. when we're feeding our mind, just like you were talking about, that when we're feeding our mind with what does God say, what does truth say, when we're talking about it with our friends and our identity is shifting to, no, I am a follower of Christ, what does it look like for me to follow Christ? What do my people do in these in these situations? Then our um, our ability to discern and our ability to follow the Spirit grows stronger. Uh, versus our um, and sometimes we have fed our mind with the flesh so often that that feels like truth. Yeah. And so I think that one of the things that we get caught off with is my emotions are real but my emotions are not necessarily always the truth. And so I think that... For me, my emotions are very seldom the truth. 
your emotions are very seldom the truth. And, and the thing is, is if we just shove emotions down, they don't change. They just secretly lead us and guide us. So part of it, I think, is having our having truth filter to all different areas is to recognize what am I thinking? What am I feeling? Is this, this is real, but if I don't name it, there's a phrase, if I don't name it, I can't tame it. And so then bringing it out and talking about it and thinking and exposing, here's what I'm thinking, here's what I'm feeling. What does God's word say? What do some wise people say? And comparing those two yeah. helps you better understand what is truth. Yeah, um, I think about this. The Bible says that we are to confess our sins one to another. We're to seek wise counsel. We're to carry each other's burdens. There is something that happens in being honest with each other, in humility, knowing that you have your struggles, I have mine. They may not be the same exactly about whatever the issue is, but we, we struggle. We have doubts. We have fears. Because we have a common enemy, we live in a culture that's promoting the wrong things, that's celebrating the wrong things, that's chastising the wrong things. Um, this battle for truth um, is, is a battle we fight together. That's why the Bible says bad company corrupts good morals. Bad company corrupts good morals. In fact, there's even, um, God made a space in our brains. There's uh, something that happens in that neural pathway and part of the organs, part of the or organs in our brain that is actually triggered best by community mm -hmm. and that that gives it some it has filled with mirror neurons we understand better who we are we understand better how to live truth when we see it modeled when we're in a group it's fascinating to me that there's all these one another's in God's Word and that's exactly how he made our brains is that we yeah. have to function yeah. in community Larry Crabb you know I think one of the greatest Christian counselors in history uh, he's passed away now but he said that uh, I believe it was him who said that 90% of the people he worked with could have been helped by a good friend, but since they didn't have one, they paid 150 bucks an hour for a counselor. And the community of believers, walk with the wise, become wise. Bad company corrupts good morals. Yeah. Be honest and open about your struggles. And, um, and, and be willing to go, hey, I, I may be wrong about this. That takes humility. I'm not here to convince you I'm right. Uh, I'm here to go, I'm struggling. What does God's word say about this? I need some prayer, I need some openness, because the things I'm feeling are overwhelming and painful, and I, and I admit my feelings are not true. And I admit my right? feelings. And they do, they do reveal what I'm thinking is true, which is causing the feeling. So I'm feeling like nobody loves me, I'm lost, I'm lonely, um, because I believe some things about myself, which is that no one can understand me, um, no one understands the situation I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm unlovable, I'm, okay, so now when you think those things, it causes you to feel certain things. It does cause you to feel certain things. And you feel like, and because you feel them so strongly, they feel true. Yeah. They're real, the feelings are real, but it may not be true. And what I love about, it's not just information that changes our brain. Yeah. It has to happen in the midst of a relationship where we feel seen, where we feel heard, where we feel understood, where people recognize hey, this is such an important thing to you. I am delighted to be with you in the midst of this, and, and I'm going to help you figure it out. That's one of the things that I love about how God didn't just send us a book and a bunch of commandments. Right. He sent us Jesus yeah. in flesh and blood to walk amongst us. 
He fills us with his spirit so that we can be in relationship mm. with him. And he says, you're not just my child, you're mm. now a part of my family. And so truth is discovered in God's word and in God's community with his spirit. Yeah, the message is meant to go through family. That's why he says, go out now and make disciples in relationship the way I did with you. Right. Yeah. I think one thing we, we've got to talk about too is because we live in a world that's broken and fallen, a, a child can be born with cystic fibrosis. Yes. Or just in the same way, a child's mind, it's an organ, just like a child can have a problem with diabetes or kidneys or whatever. Uh, we live in a world where a mind can be impacted to think improper thoughts. And, um, and so it's not just about necessarily only about what you believe. Right. Sometimes you believe what you believe because of what you were handed, right? So like you have, um, you have uh, diabetes because you were handed a organ a that is deficient. A pancreas that doesn't work. Right. In the same way, sometimes your kids, uh, sometimes you were handed some faulty parts. Yeah. And, and so it isn't just about think the right thoughts, fight the spiritual battle. That helps. That's a part of it. Counseling is a part of every... Getting wise counsel, thinking right thoughts is a part of all of it. But sometimes your brain doesn't put out the amount of serotonin it was supposed to or the dopamine. And that's why doctors um, need to come into to all of this. A, a schizophrenic person yeah. sees their truth as truth, doesn't see it any other way, and that that person is real to them that they're talking to that doesn't exist. And so now there are times where there are physical things that need to be brought into this as well. But you've got to create a culture in your home where you're really going, all right, we're all broken. In what ways are my kids broken? That's, it's not a reflection on, on me. It's a reflection on the fall. And what, do, what part do I play? And how do I create an honest environment where it's okay to be broken? You're broken, I'm broken. right? So if you have struggles, you don't have to hide it. We're going to have conversations. I got mine, you got yours. If we need a doctor, we need a doctor. If we need a doctor, we need it. And I think that that's part of embracing God's truth. God's truth is that the world is broken and that sometimes we put shame and sometimes we put um, ignoring and, and uh, stigmas on certain things that we just should say, this is how the world is and what do we need to do the best with it. So medication um, is can be a part in helping us have the right amount of chemicals balances that we need in our brain so that we can actually hear and hear and receive what is actual reality mm -hmm. and not perceived re not a, a distorted reality mm -hmm. another thing is I talk with mental health professionals lifestyle plays a big key huge key is like um, the amount of sleep that we get mm -hmm. um, activity sleep activity uh, nutrition and the other thing is even how much time we spend on screens and in social media. Yeah. And that, and always it comes back to connection. Um, even when there is chemical imbalance, connection and lifestyle are absolutely critical yeah, for isolation, us to truth. Isolation, uh, eye contact, yeah. relationship, uh, not having places to talk about what, what's in your mind because we're watching this television screen uh, or we're on this social media all of those things there's a reason why the mental health of kids and adults is is 
problems are skyrocketing. Skyrocketing. And there are all kinds of sorts of things I think you parents should look at. The Social Dilemma is a great Netflix video you should look at with your kids. And eating dinner together and having open conversations and spiritual conversations, that's all a part of this. If you want them to know the truth, it's not just shouting or, or teaching them information. It's the relationships that are built where the truth, there's interaction in the truth that helps them to withstand the pressure from the lies, from the enemy. I just think about how Jesus came and he walked with us. Mm-hmm. You know, that in Matthew it says that he dwelt among us, mm-hmm. you know, and that um, he walked, he ate, he fished, mm-hmm. he built fires, he... Um, walked down the road. Walked down the road and went to homes. And so that it's the... Um, truth comes from from understanding connection and understanding real reality. And I see right now that sometimes our culture is giving a, us a distorted reality. Whether you're on TikTok, Snap, Snapchat, um, Facebook, um, TikTok, Twitter, yeah. Twitter, all up to all of those things. Um, at whatever age you are, whether you're young or whether you're old. It gives us a distorted perspective of what reality is, yeah. and in it's uh, distorting what connection and relationship feels like, and it's actually changing how our brains yeah. work, not necessarily for the better. Now, I'm all for technology. I like I like that we have electricity, and I like the internet, but it's the wise use of it yeah. that we absolutely need to do. Well, again, you know, we just got out of church camp. And uh, I did, and, and I'm just seeing what the world is doing and how fast it's changing people's perspectives. And I always try to figure out what's going on that could change a whole culture this fast yeah. um, when it comes to their ideas, beliefs. And I, I look at the ramifications, the, the horrific ramifications in mental health and family and what it's doing to all these confused kids and what's true and what's not. And, and I'm just like, man, um, God... We've got to get back to the ancient way, Jeremiah says, the way, the, the, the good way. And and um, go back to, you know, what is the design? Uh, Deuteronomy 6 talks about parents. And we go into this land, he says, where uh, you didn't, you're building houses that you, you know, were given to you. And you're, planted, you're eating from crops you did not plant. It's uh, Moses is taking them into the promised land. He says, that's time to be careful, that you don't become proud. And then he talks about... Um, that, that you're to impress these truths, the, the truth of who God is and what his commands are upon your children. He says, first it's to be upon your heart, mm-hmm. then you're to impress it upon your children. So there's the truths, but then he says how to do it. Teach it when you, when you eat, walk. when you walk along the road, when you lie down, mm-hmm. right? There's this lifestyle, there's truth information passed along in relationship that leads to a lifestyle that creates stability and strength the life mm. that God intended for them to have now they didn't do it they didn't do it they and they had various seasons but I'm also thinking about we need to do it for our kids but we also adults need to be recognizing what are you thinking about mm. the increase of anxiety in adults has gone from like 11% to 40, 41% and so then we're multiplying that into our kids. Yeah. We have to think about uh, into our kids and our families. And some people have kids and some people don't have kids. Um, some people are actively parenting. Some people are grandparenting. 
but I think that part of it is as an adult, whatever role you're playing in the culture and society right now is to step back and to think about what am I thinking about? What am I dwelling on? What words of truth, whether it's perceived truth, somebody else's truth, or God's truth, are shaping the way my thoughts are going? Yeah. I think about, you know, the, the airplane analogy where they say, you're with kids, you know, if, oh, if yeah. they run out of air, the mask's going to come down and they say, put it on yourself first before you put it on the kids. Because if you try to put it on the kids without you, you pass out while you're trying to put it on the kids. Absolutely. You put it on you, now you can think to put it on them. And it starts with us abiding in Christ and us abiding in the truth and resting and soaking in it. The truth is, the truth is, it's like uh, when you, it's like a sponge. You put it in truth, right? When you bring it out, what you squeeze, you know, you squeeze it, what's, what's in it comes out of it. Right? That's good. And yeah. we're going to be squeezed. Life is going to squeeze us. Life is going to squeeze us. Our kids us. are going to see us squeezed. What are we soaking in? What are we soaking our kids in? And uh, you, when the world squeezes them, that tells you something. And then at this point, all right, how do we help us both here create an atmosphere where we're abiding in the truth? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And so I, I want to just say uh, thank you for your time today. Thank and, you. And... Uh, uh, God bless you, and uh, it's my prayer that you just don't take the I am statements about who Jesus is, but you re remember that he want, he's offered himself to you. He wants you to have a, uh, have a relationship with God. He's the way. He was offering us the truth, and he's offering us the life, but we get to choose it, and I pray you choose it this week. Mm -hmm.